LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station up to 1,000 watts. LDG Zero Power Tuners are ideal for portable or mobile use, as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. And uh, my is name is Christian. Oh, is we've got, uh, this is November got old Paul Hotel there. we got our net going simultaneously tonight. It's good to be with you. My name is Christian. If it's your first time here, let us know that it is your first time. And we would love to talk to you and see you in the comments and all that great stuff tonight. Episode 314, we're taking a look at vertical antennas, and I can tell you why we're going to be taking a look at antennas like this, because, well, I'm taking the hex beam out of service. The hex beam is now out of service. Um, there was an issue with my rotor, and I decided I was going to pull it down. I was going to just take it out, and now I've got an option. I've got one slot open, and... Uh, we're going to figure out what we should be talking about and in terms of verticals, and I don't know much about it. Let me introduce to you Sidecar Steve, Whiskey 7 Hotel, no, Whiskey 7 United, Delta India. We just met this morning, and uh, yeah. giving him a shot out here. Nice to meet you, Christian. Hey, how you doing there, buddy? Doing good. What's going on here? Okay, yeah. So, all right, so, uh, all right, I think everything is rolling good. We should be rolling out to... Uh, Twitch and to YouTube. This is an audio podcast that you can watch live streamed uh, on YouTube or Twitch, and maybe we'll even do Facebook at some time. I don't know, but it's uh, it's good to be with you. Thank you all for uh, stopping by. Steve is here because Steve knows so much more uh, about these things than I do. And uh, what's really exciting, though, Steve, is that the hex beam. And I think you know, I spent a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to get this damn thing. And it did. It did serve me well for probably four to five years. We talked through the galvanized pipe. We talked through the rotor. We talked about guying. I mean, all through the course of 100 Watts and a Wire, it was a documentary, a documentary of what I was going through. And Steve is always close by. On the text. Oh, and his flames shooting out smoke. I'm like, oh, he'll write me back. He'll write me back. Come on, write me back. You know, and so he's given me all this sort of guidance as I went through the hex beam. I really enjoyed it. And I knew that more. That was a great challenge. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I knew more when I took it down because I also sent Steve a couple of photos when I took it down. And I can share them with you. But the point is, I'm exploring other options now, but when when I put that antenna up, I had help, and I didn't see everything. It made sense to me visually. It looks like an upside-down umbrella, that kind of thing. Everybody says it's like that, but when I took it down, years later, I've learned more about this stuff, and I said, wow, this was actually put together by friction. This mm -hmm. wasn't even... 
And you were like, yeah, it's hard to screw into uh, fiberglass, you know, or, you know, that's basically what those uh, what the spreaders are. are. Yeah, they're just fiberglass spreaders. So the sections are held together by friction and with the tension of the uh, of the wires. And it's just one of those, just the way they designed it. I was really surprised, you know, and I thought, wow. And I could see my repairs. I had a couple of repairs. I, you know, and for our friends that are listening, you know, you can't see the sincerity in my face when I tell you this antenna was destined to break my heart, really, because it's up under trees. It has a canopy of trees over, kind of over top. It, it would sit through, you know, kind of vertically sitting there. It's about 20 feet wide because I got uh, six through 20 meters on it. And I had a clearing, just one little clearing. And everything else had a little bit of an edge of trees. Branches had come down. Uh, these spreaders had been snapped in a couple of places. And every time I had to work on it, I'd had this anxiety because it was kind of heavy. The pipe I needed to use was kind of heavy. I wanted these three of them. I wanted to get way up there, but I couldn't handle it alone. And we talked about this last week on episode 313. Uh, but so I decided, look, the rotor was going, and I'm like, you know, this would be a good time. This might be good. And I did it. I did it, Steve. And I felt bad. You could tell if you listen back to last week's episode, you could tell I felt a little bad about it. I needed Steve's, uh, I needed a hug from Steve in the virtual way to say, you know what? (laughs) It's okay. okay. You're going to move on. You're moving on from this antenna, and that's okay. As I thought, I'll always have a hex beam. And, you know, I'm kind of cool with it, man. You talk a little bit about it, because I know you were there step-by-step through a lot of the hex beam stuff, and it's kind of the end of an era. And I know it's an antenna that you've kind of admired from afar, but don't have. Uh, Talk about the hex beam a little bit and our experience together and putting it up. Oh, the experience was, was... was pretty interesting you know when you first got it and you had help and uh and you know then it was kind of new into the uh into the into the family here of amateur radio it's uh was around a few maybe four or five years prior to when you finally started getting in uh got yours and um it was one of those that i've worked a number of guys i've listened to other guys uh operating with it and was you know really impressed with what it is and how simple it is lightweight uh, low wind uh uh you know the square footage of of wind surface are is low compared to say like a a full-size beam so uh it's a a great antenna you don't need a lot of support structure to to have it up you know a simple mast and um and then you know your rotor and uh, the challenges of having the rotor up on top versus down below and all the other challenges and people got very creative and it was a great antenna for for what it is mm-hmm. like every antenna they have their pluses and their minuses and it was uh, an antenna that wasn't uh, very stout because it was lightweight but it uh, utilized fiberglass which was the part of the keep the spreaders out there and that was you know part of the issue of uh you know fiberglass just doesn't last forever especially with uv unless it's you know protected and uh, it just it just breaks down after a while if uh, a wire snaps it's uh it 
you run into some other issues. But overall, I think it's a great antenna for what it is. It's a, a great starter antenna. I haven't played with one physically, personally. I've seen them. I've kind of touched them down at Dayton and this and that and seen, you know, uh, a few uh, vendors that put theirs up at, at the, the various hamventions, and they're kind of cool. They're, they're really neat. They're big. <laughs> it's just, a, but it looks like an umbrella upside down, but it's a, it's a great concept, but you have all kinds of limitations. And in your case, I, you know, I kept going tower, just put up a 40 foot tower and you'll be good to go. Well, you don't have that. <laughs> you know, for me, uh, throwing up a 40 foot tower is no big deal. For Christian, it was a it was a little more challenging, and uh, and then there was you know some family issues, uh, the acceptance uh, from the rest of the family. So you know, like all the other stuff that we go through, and it just worked out great for you for all these years. It kind of wore out. It's time for something new. Let's try different antennas, and uh, tonight we're going to kind of venture off and talk about verticals and and go through the pluses and minuses we're not going to get super deep into the weeds about it but we're just going to touch the highlights and what's the positives the negatives what do we have to uh, consider when we put one up if it's that's you know what we want to go with and uh, and go from there so we'll uh, we'll touch on verticals a, a little bit later it's a beautiful thing to have options you know what i mean and i think mm -hmm. now that i i described to you guys the opening of the hex beam and it had it has some trees around it everything i do is in the woods part of that uh tower thing all those things you said was true and i would have been putting it up in a time where i just got into this and i'm not really a strong climber i'd have to have steve come spend like a weekend or more just training me how to get up before i know it's like 40 feet but we've seen people fall doing things they think they can just get up there and do quickly and I'll just be a minute and you know things like that and and so there was a bunch of variables with the tower now I think about it and I'm like man he he was always right you were always right about it it was just those things but since my hex beam had a bit of clearing I mean I was shooting the signal through the woods you know and I think that actually caused some issues with you know being efficient or being effective it was efficient an efficient antenna it's a good antenna and every all those bands are mono band really great swr it's a kick-ass antenna let me tell you and it's light from the antenna portion you can manage it it's 20 feet but you can handle it it's the pole the rotor all that it, it gets a little dicey with the weight i had it wenched up getting to the vertical discussion I have that opening. It's a clearing straight up, and I started thinking, maybe, maybe. So that's how that came. Uh, let me show you Uncle Paul here before we get too deep into this. Uh, welcome to anybody watching who is new, anybody who's listening new. You can watch this live on Sundays, 7 o'clock Central Time, and we live stream to Twitch if you like to do that. I, I went over to Twitch today just to see. You know, because I hadn't been there for a while. And there's this beautiful girl. And I'm like, it was like the weird part of town. She is right now. If you went to Twitch right now, go to my thing and then look at it. But when you land there, you see a girl licking fake ears. And I'm like, what the hell? So 
I'm not. You go there. First person that puts it in the chat, you know it's for real. But uh, people will watch all kinds of stuff on the Twitch. And we're on there. We're also streaming on YouTube. So as an audio podcast listener, as you take this with you, just know Sunday nights we uh, live stream this recording out. Now for the people who are watching, you can uh, see Uncle Paul, N2HYG, on your screen. Folks that uh, listening to the podcast, you can hear him checking people in. It's Sunday evening. We have an HF net. And uh, let's listen into a little bit. Oh, Pastor Joe checking in. Nice. I can see uh, Stephen, Pastor Joe, Scotty is here, DJ, Ben, Marty, Todd, hello to you. Wes Good evening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Appreciate you guys being here. Wes is here also. Wes, some other Stephen in Philadelphia has joined us tonight. If you're on the Discord, what I can do is I will put. If I can do that here. We'll listen to the net just a second. Maybe over to winter time, closer to the to the summer, where people's interests are peaked a little bit more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't use it as much as, as I as I used to. We had two of them. I gave gave one to my uh, right. my daughter. So in now. So this, this one this one's a, is is a hobby. It's it's like uh, uh, thirteen and a half. Those two uh, are talking feet. about antennas, and this is the kind of net where we like to bring the community together, get on the air, as Steve says. It's one thing to talk radio. about. It's another thing for us to do it, and we want to do more. Ham radio. We would like to be bringing the community toward the radio. This is great. You can open a browser, watch it, listen. You can go to Discord, join the Discord. Uh, you can even call in. That's great uh, through the Discord. But the goal now is to bring you to the radio, and I think that's important. So the net is moving along, and uh, Steve and I are going to get into vertical antennas just a little bit here. And I got to say, I've always been a wire guy, hence the name of the show. The wire has been, you know, I can make a nice old dipole antenna. But I, I got to tell you, I get a little confused with the verticals. I understand a little bit about counterpoise. I understand. But some of these things, Steve, are 43 feet in the air. And I've worked with a 13-foot whip on a portable alpha antenna hotel in recent days, last weekend, in fact. At 13 feet, you know, it gives you a little bit of... You, you might want to consider guying it. I know you're laughing because we usually guy at 15 feet on whatever. Mm-hmm. 43 feet on a vertical. Teach us a little bit about what you know about verticals, maybe a bit how they work. When I say to you, hey, how's it work, Steve? How do you well, teach this? I mean, let's go with the simplest. Quarterway vertical. Well... Basically, it's just one half of your dipole, and it's just instead of being horizontal, it's now vertical. And then you're only utilizing one half of your dipole because a dipole is a quarter wave antenna, and then you have a quarter wave counterpoise. Now, pretty much all antennas need a counterpoise to work off of. That's how they, that's just the nature of antennas. It all, you know, end-fed wires, like, oh, there's no counterpoise. Well, actually, there is. 
<laughs> it's part of your your coax is your counterpoise or you have another little piece of wire 0.05 wavelength is uh, for a for a counterpoise but everything you know your mobile antenna whether it's on you know your two meter 440 or an HF antenna vertical whether it's a, a hamstick a hustler they you know the, the vehicles the counterpoise to that so so it's think of a vertical as kind of a half of a dipole it's okay. uh, you can take a dipole and and put it vertically orient it vertically and it will work fine logistically it doesn't work very well because you want to take your feed line and you want to so you got your vertical right here and then you got to go your feed line off horizontal and it's just not practical to do it that way so typically now what you do is you bring your 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 vertical down to the ground if it's ground mounted and then you have radials on the ground or if you have an elevated uh, vertical so say it's up 10 feet where the base is then you have guy you know you have what looks like guy wires but they're just uh, they're your counterpoise so let's go back to the old CB days where you had the vertical and then you had some radials that uh, stuck out that was uh, a quarter wave antenna or five eighths depending on uh, what brand you got and what size it was so so then we go into different uh, you know you talked about the 43 foot well 43 foot antenna is approximately well 5 8 wave to 20 meters and uh, it's, it's like 41 feet 42 feet is I think the ex exact measurement but 43 foot ends up being about five eighths on 20 meters then you need some kind of matching network because the impedance that is presented at the base of the antenna is not 50 ohms so you just can't take your coax and directly hook up to it you need uh, a matching network to counteract uh, the uh, the impedance and the, the inductance and yeah <laughs> we don't want to get too deep into the weeds so why a vertical and space is one one thing the advantage of uh of verticals well let's go to, let's go with the advantages first it's very very limited as far as space goes other than the ground plane so you, if it's ground mounted you need to have a bunch of radials out approximately one quarter wavelength so let's talk 40 meters right off the bat so that's 33 feet and then you need about 33 feet of radials the more radials you get on the ground like 16 is good 32 is better 64 is even better <laughs> and uh, then you start getting more you, you reduce your uh, losses your and uh, the efficiency of the antenna becomes better and better but there's a point of no return I mean it's you're not going to put down 64 radials that's a lot of wire to put on the ground so you know 16 to 32 is a is a, a good number and so what is seen is just, you know, one straight like a flagpole. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's a number of people that have used flagpoles as a as an antenna. Uh, was it 5.0? I think it is. Uh, antennas makes a flagpole antenna and it's very popular. There's people down in Florida that are using it and it works out great. They have a. Uh, some guys will have a remote tuner at the base of the uh, the antenna, and then they'll tune multiple bands with that. So, the one of the 
big advantages of verticals, that, and we've talked about it before, was the angle of radiation, the takeoff angle. Mm. So with a dipole at a half wavelength, you're going to have about 24, 20 to 24 degrees takeoff angle. So basically the your signal is going to go off and it's going to go up at, you know, about a 20 degree, 24 degree angle off the ground. It's the same thing with a beam antenna. It's the takeoff angle. But then the vertical antenna has a advantage that the takeoff angle is more like 15 degrees. So it's, you know, a lot lower. And if you ever really paid attention to these de-expeditions that go off into middle of the south pacific or saw or south sandwich island in the the atlantic in the atlantic the south atlantic or or wherever lots of times they're using verticals a it's really easy to put up and uh but the the big advantage is the takeoff angle okay so so you know that's that's one thing now now that's talking about monoband now we have multiple bands uh you know like Hustler makes a, uh, or is it Highgate makes a uh, AV series antennas, multiple bands. They either use traps, just like in a beam, or they have uh, various uh, lengths of uh, elements to uh, to load up, you know, create the quarter wavelength. So it, it varies from manufacturer to manufacturer. Personally, I'm not super into the verticals as far as the different manufacturers. I've played with a little bit of them. I kind of remember the old uh, high gains that had traps, and it was <clears throat> you just kind of tuned it and you just kept on going, and and you ended up with a five or six band antenna, which worked out pretty good as a vertical, and you mounted it on the ground, laid out your radials, and off you went, and you went to town, like. Like, you know, it's an omnidirectional antenna, so you hear everything in every direction. So it's uh, unlike a dipole, it has a little bit of directivity towards the broadside, and the, and there's a little bit of a null on, off the end. So there is a little bit of directivity with dipoles, but, uh, but when it comes to verticals, it's, you know, 360. Neatest thing I talked to, doing ham radio again last week and I, I didn't note write down the guy's call and I really feel bad but for you guys that are running NFED antennas this gentleman called me on the net last week and said oh by the way I'm running an NFED but it's in vertical he took a fiberglass push-up mask and he took his uh, 20 meter half-wave NFED antenna and just attached it to the mast and put it into a vertical configuration and he was just he was somewhere in the midwest or on the east coast and he was booming into the northwest so just doing a great job as far as uh, a vertical antenna didn't even think about an infed going vertical i was like well duh <laughs> wake up steve <laughs> and i it's awesome out of the box thinking so just because you have an NFED and uh, you got a mast and everything, tie wrap it or tape it to that mast and send it vertical and uh, go to town when you do your next uh, POTA activation. Did you hit on disadvantages? Was it the mono band and the traps? And Yeah, it depends on the antenna. But as far as uh, you, like a, a multi-band vertical antenna, like a beam, you got traps and uh, so you got... To deal with those and the maintenance of traps and uh, critters and moisture getting inside of a trap is is one thing. You know, the pluses and minuses. Uh, the other minus on the vertical is uh, 
a lot of man-made noise is vertically polarized. So now you're going to, they say you're going to hear a little bit more noise. The antenna is kind of labeled as a noisier antenna because of the man-made noise is typically vertically polarized. I, I don't, you know, it, it's half a dozen or the other. It's, it's, uh, noise is noise. And, uh, so there's that. And, um, and if you just build a monoband uh, vertical, then you're basically like a di- monoband dipole. You're pretty well limited to, to the band that uh, you, you made it. But, you know, it's, there's the multiband ones and uh, they're not that expensive overall and uh, pretty easy to put up and I think they're more HOA friendly uh, for a lot of folks um, a lot of guys have taken even the other approach is ut- utilizing mobile antennas as their vertical antenna they just mount it in a tripod and run some radials out uh, from a, uh, a small tripod and set it out in the middle of their backyard and and that works so it's or a portable setup so yeah the uh, there's a lot of pluses and minuses and I mean we can go into super deep into the weeds but uh, this is just uh, you know we we talk about wire antennas a lot the name of the show 100 watts and a wire and that's you know the wire antenna the dipole is our mainstay antenna for HF but now we have other options. We have verticals, beams, hex beams, quads, <laughs> you name it, the moxin. There's there's all kinds of antennas. And then the various wire antennas, the Skirba antenna, the, the extended zap. There's a double extended zap. And I mean, we can just go on and on and on. And then my favorite, the double bazooka. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> verticals are great. And another advantage when if you have dipoles up and if you have a you know a dual receiver uh, like on the one of the higher end radios, having a vertical also can give you a diversity antenna, which gives you another polarization versus you're normally operating horizontal, but when the signal is bounced off the ionosphere and back on the ground and off the ionosphere, so it has a tendency to change polarity or, or polarization. So there could be a vertical component of it. And having a vertical antenna for a diversity antenna might, might work. I mean, you've worked, I've, you've worked them. I know everyone else has worked people that, yeah, I hear you better on this antenna, on the, on the vertical antenna, but I'm transmitting to you on my NFED antenna. Or I'm transmitting to you on my, inf- on my vertical, but I hear you better on my NFED antenna. Uh, so having options like that is uh you know it's just uh, another tool in your communications toolbox i am an options guy i love options here's what we're going to do we're going to give steve uh, a chance to get a sip of water we're going to take a short break we'll come back check in on uncle paul on the net we need to talk about the fallout which is right around the corner talking about options and different antennas perhaps you'll do a vertical and then We'll go and see what you guys are using. What vertical antennas work for you? We'll do that next. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 watts and a wire. There are several ways to support the content you enjoy. Here's another. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click support. And one I'm really excited about is called Buy Me a Coffee. It's so simple. It is just that easy. It's almost like a tip jar for supporting the content you enjoy 
Plus, it doesn't take up to 12% of your donation. Plus, we've got different membership level opportunities. We could do all sorts of things, behind the scenes looks, exclusive teaching sessions. It's all in there like ragu. Flexibility, no long-term commitments, no sign up, no account needed, just support. Just like buying me a coffee. Think about it. We've got a sustaining membership program. You could look into $3 a month, get you access to participating businesses. It's a win-win-win. Check it out at 100wattsandawire.com. Click the support tab and thanks. Whether you say 7-3 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. It's okay, friends. Well, welcome back. Uh, Christian here with you. Um, with Steve, we've got our net rolling right now, so uh, we'll be checking in with all of these entities right now. If you have a question about verticals, we may or may not be able to answer those. I won't be, but you are welcome to drop a uh, question in the chat here. If you're listening to this uh, after this recording, uh, send me an email. You can do that through our website, 100 Watts and a Wire. If you're in the chat room and want to ask a question now, please put a cue in front of it, and I'll look for it, and we'll try to get that. A cue will give us a, a quick glimpse, and we can try to figure out if you have a question. Uncle Paul, November 2 Hotel Yankee Golf, is uh, rocking the show right now. He is uh, doing... The Sunday evening HF net, he's on 72.19. If you'd like to check in in real time, if not, please come back next Sunday. We'll be live streaming and doing our net as well. So you can uh, look at him right now. Let's talk about the fallout for a, a couple of minutes here, if I may. Let's go over here and take a look. The fallout's coming October the 8th through the 10th. Boy, I don't even know how many of these we've done right now, but it's uh, it's getting up there. We're having a lot of fun. We do one in the spring and one in the fall, and the fall may be my favorite. I can't say. It's like picking the children, I guess. But <laughs> the fall's coming. It's an anticipated time of the year, you know, and I feel like, you know, it's uh, getting cooler out. It's kind of the last oh, yeah. effort. In the spring, we do one, too. But the fall seems to be like, you know what? That bitter cold is going to set in, and you may not be able to do portable until the spring. So there's an anticipation with both, I suppose. But October the 8th through the 10th, we are doing our annual 100 Watts in a Wire fallout. You are welcome to join us here. It is not a contest. All the information is at 100wattsinawire.com. Click Operating Events and learn all about it. Very simple. Uh, Steve wanted to initiate a point system a couple of years ago because we were rolling out hundreds of dollars of prizes and we're happy to give things away and we're happy to go to companies and ask them if they'd like to donate. Um, but Steve felt that, you know, if you're going to get a little skin in the game, for these prizes you should at least have 25 contact points and I agree especially with bonus stations and we'll talk about bonus stations in the next couple weeks here uh, who will be there Steve and I will be bonus stations for sure we'll probably have some other people working out there that you can chase over the course of that weekend and if you work somebody like that a bonus stations worth five points guys so really you can get 25 points in no time 
but we'd like you to get 25 points. Anything more to add to that, Steve? We, we covered it because people see points, they think, oh, it's a contest. Mm-hmm. No. It's just the prizes oh, yeah. are cool. It was just to get skin in the game. That was that was pretty much it, and uh, that way uh, we can, uh, you know, it's you, you you put a little effort into it, and uh, so I mean we we we're grateful of the uh, the sponsors that you know donate the prizes, but uh, it, it just it, it just make one contact and uh, and then win say the grand prize. It was like wow, was that really fair to the to the other folks that right, right. Uh, you know actually did a little more and uh, got involved. So it was just kind of one of those, uh, yeah, let's throw a little bit, throw a little, you know, get a little skin into the game. And uh, it's pretty straightforward. One point for general um, uh, contact. If you, two points if you contact another one that has 100 watts and a wire ID. And five points uh, for Christian, myself, and other bonus stations. And in years past, we've had enough bonus stations to where. You could get away with five, just five cues, and you've right. already had your twenty-five points. Right. <laughs> it's, but uh, it didn't take much. It's just the whole purpose with the fallout uh, and the other operating events is just doing ham radio. You know, we we want to emphasize this, this part of this hobby is getting on the air and doing the doing the hobby. And um, there's many aspects or facets of our hobby here, building and um, and even doing a podcast or, or or a video stream as part of the hobby but truly the essence of the hobby is getting on the air and uh, you know utilizing the privileges that we've uh, we've earned and that we've worked so hard to uh, to get and the and the effort we put into building things and and uh, getting on the air so from me, I have a big emphasis. Let's do ham radio. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And the fallout's one of them. We've got some great prizes. People really support us every time. I got to say, I, I can just sort of ask. And it's a really nice thing. And it's mutually beneficial because we talk about these great companies. And they've supported since the beginning. MFJ, again, will be donating uh, an antenna. You know, something new that they want to put out uh, for us. It's a 10-band uh, HF VHF, 80 to 2 meters, and it's something to play around with. They're going to put the mount uh, in for you, so you could do that. Power Films back in again. They've been great to us. They're not even a ham radio business, but they do realize that you might want power and need power out in the field. Uh, they're going to give a 20 or 30-watt panel details on that are coming i i don't ask too many questions once they say they'll give i i know they will uh nuts and volts magazine a subscription to that abr industries this is one of my favorites because you get 50 feet of coax right it's 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 awesome you get to pick what kind of connector you want and then they personalize it with your name and call sign it's ridiculous it's great uh ldg electronics they're going to give away a 49 to 1 onion uh, these work. Nice. They, they work really well in say less noisy environments, but I, th- I think you'll you'll enjoy a forty nine to one onion. That's the key part for your your random wire end fed antenna, whether it's horizontal or vertical. There you go. We should build one. We should play around with one of these things, uh, Steve. Uh, CQ magazine yeah. is uh, back. They're going to do a, gi- a digital description bio and O power. 
who uh, have been with us for a good long time. They're going to give away that 9 amp hour battery, a lithium ion battery. It's something you can throw. It's, a, it's less weight than a brick. It actually is you know, small. Throw it in. You get to charge it with that. NI4L antennas and electronics. They're going to give away that uh, ZS6BKW. ZS6, yep. The optimized uh, mm-hmm. G5RV. Yep. So uh, we want the people, we, anybody can play. You can do this anytime, any band, any mode. That's good, Uncle Paul, because he's still working hard, and he's under contract uh, for screen time. We're going to give him his love, his hat. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you can play anytime, any band, any mode. There's really no rules it's a simple exchange you know your call sign where you are state or province but uh, the winners need to be in the united states and that has to do with shipping i don't want to put the burden of shipping something that would cost less than the actual shipping price on our sponsors so keeping it domestic here is something we've been doing for a long time but check it out online 100 watts and and click our um, operating events to learn more. Do you want to see? I asked a question this week. I've been asking questions every week of uh, of the people on Facebook. It's such a it's such a nice and friendly community. And if you do Facebook, Sidecar Steve does not. I'll try to size this up so we can read it. But he does do Discord, and that's a, a you get a daily affirmation from Sidecar Steve. Every morning when he rises, it is a lovely 46 degrees here in Ellensburg, so I, you know, and he <laughs> On does my drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> On the Hemingway, pulls over and takes beautiful pictures. So if you're into the Discord, I, I, uh, I'll have to go and put that in, in the chat again. It's in there somewhere, but uh, take a look for that. But each week I'll ask our Facebook group, your thoughts on multi-band vertical antennas and what works for you. And Steve and I have always said what works for me may not work for him, vice versa. Antennas play differently in different places. But I thought it would be fun just to see what people are using. Top 81 comments on the board. <laughs> Y'all are too young to know what I'm talking about. Richard Dawson, the mad kisser. How you doing, Joni? Ah. Survey says. Survey says. Bring. <laughs> Paul's using a uh, the forty three foot DX engineering uh, non resonant vertical. Um, I guess he puts the numbers there, but a forty three foot version. We talked about that a little earlier in the show. Not that specific one, but how a forty three foot antenna may work. Joey's using the uh, DX Commander, best bang for the buck, in his uh, opinion. Uh, let's see. Warren's using another 43-foot vertical. Inside a plastic pipe, and uh, there he goes. 65 radials. Woo! Look at that. About 30 to 50 feet long. He's got a 4-to-1 onion at the base. Needs an antenna tuner, but it works very yes. well, he says. Steven, he just purchased a 0-5. Actually, it's a 0-5. Um... If you're looking, I, I only know that because I saw another one came up. Uh, 05, 43-footer. Um, he doesn't have it installed yet, but the price was right, he said. Rob's using the Hustler, perhaps the one that Sidecar Steve has mentioned here, 5BTV, not sure. Uh, yep, uses it for his five remote. Ba- that's 5-band, 
That's a five-band antenna. Oh, gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, there's a six BVT, and I think that's the one. The six does has the 80 meter uh, uh, coils in there. Okay. So, butternut's another one that's mm -hmm. been around a long time. Butternut, and, yeah, uh, they they come up. I've been hearing about butternuts. Now, mm -hmm. is a butternut something that was used in CB as well, Steve? I mean, did they make a CB antenna? Because I, I feel like I remember heard that. Them. I remember them when I first got in the hobby. That uh, butternut was was the uh, was the uh, was a a big player back in the day, okay, and even into the '60s. Okay. Then there's the Gotham antenna. <laughs> they, they made some. That was back in the '60s and. 50s, 60s, if I recall, and they made some wild claims on how well their antennas worked. <laughs> really? But it was a vertical, basically. Yeah, they they haven't been around forever. But uh, yeah, the Gotham antenna. Here's one called. Or... <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Jim Jim said he's using a Gap Titan. I've Gap seen Titan. Mm -hmm. That a couple of times here. Uh, Paul Brown, our friend Paul Brown. It looks like Paul Braun when written, but it is pronounced Brown and don't piss him off he lives in a condo he uh, educated his board about that so uh, he's got a hustler four band uh, the 4BTV ground mounted in his courtyard smart move on his part Steve he became the head of his HOA so oh, yeah. uh, so that That's was the, the way that, to go that was the thing to do man he uh, he had you know he just became the boss Another guy named Christian? Uh, I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Hustler, five-band TV with add-ons, not strap-ons. Paul. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of problems, you guys. You know that. You know. Uh, I don't know what an R8 is, Lisa, but I, I guess that's in a model there. It's a, um, that I think is a Cushcraft uh, okay. vertical. Cushcraft, another name. The R7 and the R8. That's uh, just more bands. I mean, in, the, in a nutshell. Now, I wonder if uh, Martin Jew has purchased. I know, he, does he have Cushcraft too? I know he's yes. got several. Yes. Okay, he's got several companies. Yes, Cushcraft, uh, High Gain, Ameritron. Um, MFJ, um, of course, and Vector, there's others. I, Vectortronics, I think. yeah, there, there's, uh, they're all under the. Uh, but Cushcraft, High Gain, they're under the MFJ umbrella. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't need to defend them at all. I don't even need to bring it up. But there are some products. In fact, I had a couple of I I love their um, antenna analyzer. They've got two models that I really love. They're things, and uh, they're push-up masks. I use them. I, I know they get a lot of heat out there about different things, but... Knock it off. Knock it off. They, they put well, some good Martin stuff. Well, Martin kept a number of these companies, like High Gain, Cushcraft, that has been a staple in the uh, in the amateur community for many, many years. And he kept them alive and kept the products going and still developing it and uh, producing it. So, um, you know, a lot of people have their opinions about MFJ, and uh, it's, it's an American-made company. They employ, you know, Americans here that's done in Mississippi like everything else it's nothing's perfect sometimes there's uh, uh, you know some issues but you know what they're a great company to deal with and I'm glad they're around and they make a lot of products for us they're keeping it going 
keeping it going. I love yes. the family ones. I love the family companies, your LDGs to make a ton of electronics. Uh, NI4L, the antenna, you know, these are my and pa shops, and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy out there, but I didn't mean to go on a rant there. But you know, a 33-foot vertical says Texama, Texama Astor, with a 4-to-1 unin, a remote. And a remote. Mm-hmm. That one's interesting. That's an interesting setup, but uh, it's the 4-to-1 unin. But, you know, hey, if it works, go for it. I mean, it's, you know, he has the remote uh antenna tuning unit and that's the one thing you need especially like with a 43 foot mm-hmm. if you want to do that if if you can even with any verticals if you can get it to an, a remote antenna tuner and it's tuning at the right at the base of the antenna that's the most ideal okay. especially for multi bands now if it was mono band and you're only operating on one band then a tuning a, a matching network is all you need but if you're going to operate multi-band the key is to get that remote antenna tuner right at the base of the antenna, whether it's the uh, 05 flagpole antenna, the 43-foot uh, DX engineering, or whatever. That's the key. That's uh, for, for multiband operation. Mark's using a Hustler, the 4BTV. He added 12 and 17 to it. Works great if you can get a good radio field implemented. The base tilt, uh, the tilt base is a must. I agree. Yes. I, I love a tilt. I love a tilt. Uh, if I had a tower, Steve, and I know you you would love for me to have a tower, I would love one of those. Tilt ones? Yep. They <laughs> the make crank them. up tilt one. The cranky oh, tilt I, ones, boy. I like those. I, I'd no? Just get that big old drill motor in there and just <laughs> deflect, motorize oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. You tell them. That's where it's harder, not harder. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Brandon says chameleon antennas, the M Pass uh, 2.0. Uh, you'll need a tuner for that. Sounds, uh, I know, I, I think you can install it as a, mm-hmm. a base station if you want to. Any of these things, mm-hmm. for me, they're all temporary antennas. They're all not permanent. In other words, uh, Daryl's using a uh, 40, a 33 push-up pole with a nine-to-one N-fed ballon, 33 feet of wire, one to 1.3 on 40. One point, uh, one to two on twenty before any tuner. Okay, there, there you, you go. go. That's that uh, and fed wire. Nice. Todd's using a Comet two fifty B. Hopefully that's going to work out for him. Always oh, getting that. So yeah, good luck with that, Todd. Yes. Uh, um, if I recall right, they're uh, so. If you ever hit it with power, don't. <laughs> they're not uh, designed for high power, okay. but uh, for I think they're rated like 200, 250 watts, but. That's about it. So, this is good research good for for anybody who is considering. And these will live on Facebook, and it's an active community, a friendly community. But not everybody is on Facebook, and Zuckerberg is a little wacky sometimes, and hence the uh, the move over to Discord. So you're you're welcome to join us over there if you'd like, um, and I'll drop that again. But I mean, even Sidecar Steve is doing the Discord, but many people don't want to do it. But this will live here, and if you're looking to buy something, we're seeing a pattern. The uh, Hustler 6B TV, it's coming up, back-to-back posts. We've already mm-hmm. seen a several of those. So, you know, it's it gives you a hint of where you can go and look and start to make some decisions. I hope that's valuable 
uh, to you. Well, and the other thing is, is that you can go, hey, I'm thinking of this antenna, the 6BVT. What do you people think? You know, as a, a, a question to the community. And we have a lot of people throughout the country and places that have that antenna. And now they have real world experience and they can they can tell you about it and uh this is great i mean it's uh and it's a relatively inexpensive antenna for what you get you get a lot of bang for your buck yes sir just a reminder coming up after the show the show will uh end uh, uh, at the top of the hour we try to do one hour episodes here i don't think keeping anybody longer than that uh, is good however we will do a post show net steve will probably go to 20 meters if it's still up for him and uh, take your calls in the post-show, so you're welcome to join us there. Remember, friends, it is one thing to talk about it, stream about it, podcast about it, but we want to be about it, too. I'd love to take this community to the radio. That's my new goal, starting tonight, Steve. Tonight. Take it to the radio. You're 5'9". <laughs> take it to the radio. Print that shirt, Patrick. Let's get that shirt rolling. Let's take it to the radio. Take it to the radio. <laughs> I like it. Sounds like a Doobie Brothers song. I, maybe we can work something go. out. Let's see. Another Butternut uh, HF9V ground mounted. Again, all this stuff will remain on the Facebook page. If you want to go check it out, uh, please do. And if you're in the market, there's another 5B TV by Hustler. Uh, Connor's. The St. Louis Vertical. Let's scroll St. back down a little bit. Oh. The St. Louis Vertical. Oh, I Subscribed by the St. Louis QRP Club. I see. So okay. Vertical loaded whip, well, four radials. Interesting. Was there more? Nice. Interesting. I have to look into that one. Okay. Here's made from three wire. Interesting. We're just reading it, reading it through yeah, here. Yeah, sounds like a great little um, uh, QRP antenna, and good for them. The St. Louis Vertical. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to look in your backyard. A bit more. All right, we've got uh, about 10 more minutes here before we make our shift. There's another. Uh, Connor does the uh, DX Commander Nebula. Cool name. DX Titan Gap. Uh, Jack uses that. Now, uh, Bob said he did his own. Do it yourself vertical. Mm-hmm. Second would be a fan vertical. Fan vertical. Ben, the super antenna. Now, this is, I know at least one person purchased this back in 2016. A good friend of mine used that. Uh, during the national parks on the air don't don't have a review on it but i did know somebody who tried it uh steve another hustler 6b tv uh we got another gap antenna here from andy keith with a diamond uh let's see he's uh written a lot here we'll have to check back on that the butternut uh makes another appearance hf9v let's see what are you doing lance uh, lance uh, that's simple just hang a 43-foot wire from a tree branch, four-to-one uh, onion, some ground ra- eight ground radials, and LDG tuner. There you go. <laughs> Simple. All right. Just a wire antenna in the vertical plane. Way to go. There you go. And I, I hope that helps you. Uh, you know, it'll give you some idea of the options out there. And it helped me a lot. So thank you. I, I have a opening. Uh, it's the number one slot in my switcher now. The hex beam used to live there, and, and I'm looking into options. It's a great thing to be into this week, exploring verticals a little bit. Uh, saying hello to some of the people who have came. Uh, Dennis, I see Dennis looks like a new face. John, hello. Jameson uh, is here 
Uh, if you're new, put new down in the chat. It's nice to, to meet you. Good, friendly, uh, friendly bunch. Let's check in with Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul is running the Sunday 100 watts in a wire HF net. He is on 7219. If you're following along, please go ahead and get on the radio. Let's listen. And I will drop our Discord server information into the chat. You can watch this again. If you're listening to the podcast, you can go back. You can also find this at 100wattsandawire.com. It's essentially a server where I'm putting all the content that I'm producing, whether it's a Citizen Kudnik program, 100 Watts in a Wire, Hour 73, and whatever else may come about. Uh, you can check it out there. We got somebody in the... <laughs> Good old NetLogger. <laughs> NetLogger's giving him the business. It's a free piece of software. Oh, yeah, it gave me the business last week. <laughs> We got Great a telephone. Software. We got a telephone caller. We got uh, from Freehold, New Jersey. Joe is around. So, uh, Joe, if you want to go ahead and uh, unmute yourself, we'll we'll be here. If you're listening, just want to mute your stream, but uh, you're able to come along and talk to us if you like. Don't forget the information about the fallout, uh, which is uh, coming up. I probably will do. I'll work from the old wooden shed again. I'll go up probably 33, 34 foot on my push-up MFJ mast, which just serves me well. It also holds up one of my um, 2-meter 440s, a different one. I like their push-up mast. A fiberglass, they do well. Guy them off. Bada-bing. It's there. Uh, let's go to the phones now from Freehold, New Jersey. Pastor Joe, good evening, sir. Line 5. I'm not hearing him. I'm not hearing him. He's unmuted. I'm just not hearing him. Is it something I've done? Yeah, I don't really hear you well, Pastor Joe. What's going on? Your volume is low. You're there. I see you, and you're not muted. Ah. And we'll listen to Uncle Paul here for a second while we try to get Pastor Joe in. It's on a Sunday if you're obligated. Well, everything should be the same. Listen to them calling. I hear you. You just little light. Okay. All right. I guess we'll have to try and work in uh, Work it out. Pastor Joe having a little trouble on the phone line tonight. <clears throat> Well, we're listening to Uncle Paul 
who is uh, running our net on Sunday evenings. Remember, every Sunday we're live streaming this portion. We check in with the net, check in with you, get on the radio if you can. I love dancing around the algorithm. Let's see if we could take another call. We have a few minutes here. Let's see, Steve, you got a copy on me? You hear me? Could be me. We've got uh, Steve in the Discord, or we did actually. There we go. Now I'm uh, unmute myself. Steve, do you do you hear me? Calling from Philadelphia. I fired the phone person tonight. I don't know. I don't know what's up. I see you in there, Steve. I just don't hear you. It's one of those kinds of things. Maybe one of those nights. It's one of those nights. But uh, I love technology. I enjoyed the show tonight. I got to learn a little bit. I got to uh, listen to what the community is using and what's working for them. That's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. Let me go ahead and get myself. It's out nice here. to see the hustler, the five, the the XBTV series. You know whether it's the four, five, six mm-hmm. antennas are still popular and they're. They're calling gangbusters. Been around uh, a long time. The Gap Titan has been another mainstay. Butternut, old, old, you know, antenna from years gone past, still in in its prime, still working. People using them, and uh, and then folks starting to uh, migrate over to the uh, forty-three foot uh, antenna and uh, tr- trying d- different things. I mean, it's. It's nice to see the trends just kind of go from here and there, and uh, it's you know you find something that works for your situation, and uh, and then just go for it. The and, folks, you know, let us. Oh no, it's okay. The folks wanted to know where you were going to be on twenty meters tonight for the post-show portion of the oh, net. What are you looking at? I am looking so far on the band scope. I'm going to shoot for fourteen two sixty-five. Okay. Um, there's something close. Yeah. Let's let's shoot for fourteen two sixty five. Fourteen two six five. Okay. I'll write that uh, down. Yep. That's the uh, that's what we're shooting for so far. It looks like I got a gap there. So we got someone on fourteen two sixty eight. That's pretty loud here. We got some activity. Uh, looking about uh, fourteen two fifty seven. So they're they're just kind of going into. 14261 so I think we're going to be in the clear that's 65 unless someone shows up in the next couple of minutes Pastor Joe did you make it in tonight oh I hear you a little bit let me turn this down yep come on do you hear him do you hear him uh yeah you hear him okay hey Pastor Joe how you doing on Pastor Joe everybody clean up take the 
uh, yeah, I, we got everything all connected here. Too many wires. Um, Steve, I want to tell you, <laughs> the uh, the idea of a vertical end fed is really cool. Um, you know, I have an eighty. Yes. I I have an eighty to ten meter end fed, which is one hundred and thirty four feet long. So I'm not quite sure I could do vertical with that. Yeah, you can. Um, but like, well, Balloon. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The kite. You you got the kite. The kite. The kite. Yes. You know that kite. There's a big ten footer I wanted to buy, and it is out of stock everywhere. So we're gonna, but we're gonna give it a shot. I got, I got a question for you. You were talking about um, like the R8 and the R9s. Uh, you know the brand I'm talking about. Um, I think you know, that's Cushcraft, right? First, yeah, the guys who are in the first couple pages of QST every month. Are those antennas meant to be mounted like on the ground? Could I put it on a mast of the house? What? How are they intended to go? I I think they're intended to be mounted on the ground, and um, but uh, I haven't uh, looked into that particular antenna uh, in depth. I uh, I will now, just to kind of see um, what you know. I I don't know what the overall length is. A lot of verticals are in the twenty-four to thirty-foot range, and uh, I kind of think in that one might be a little bit longer. So I mean, yes, you can mount it elevated and uh, say on uh, top of a 10-foot mast but now you're dealing with a lot of aluminum up there so uh, <clears throat> look at the logistics the mechanical uh, issues that you got to deal with and uh, I mean elevated less radials if only if, you know four radials is equivalent to like 32 on the ground for versus a ground mounted but uh, there's also the size of the antenna yeah, the R9 is, I think, 32 feet tall. That's a, that's a big piece of, piece of metal. That's a, that's a lot of aluminum up there. And I don't know, if it, does it have coils in it or traps? Or, you know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, all I see yeah. is the pictures in the magazine. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting, you know, no radials. You know, and someone, I heard someone once say a long time ago, every time you see that, they want to sell you a bridge, right? So. Yeah, I, I've just... Something every antenna needs a counterpoise. I mean, it's just plain and simple, and it's just uh, end feds. Uh, and what ends up happening, like end fed wires or verticals, if you don't have a radial system, it's or a counterpoise to to work against. Your uh, your impedance is not proper. But if you do get it to where it will it will match, now you're dealing with common mode currents on the outside of your coax, which in turn ends up into your shack and uh but you're you know i'm not a fan of having your coax being your counterpoise we, we need to have you know an actual counterpoise for it yeah, to, to work all right yep lots to think about um mm -hmm. but yeah the kite we're gonna do the kite and i was out on the kayak today uh with the yl and so i'm trying to figure out kite kayak antenna ham radio i don't know i'll let you know Freshwater right. or saltwater? Uh, this was a freshwater, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, water. if you go out saltwater, you just drag a little, little wire yeah. into the water, and uh, and then there's your counterpoise, the uh, the Atlantic yeah. Ocean. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, Christian, I was two miles down the show from that uh, that festival in Asbury Park where Pearl Jam was. Oh my and yes. From two, from, from two miles away, man, it was loud. I mean, I, I could. We, Karen and I are like, what is that? And we realized it was the see here now. 
I mean, it was mostly bass and kick drum, but it was coming through. So, nice. That's a fun festival. Yeah, it's a fun festival. Good All right, deal. guys. Seven seventy-three. Thank you, guys. God bless. Seven you. three. All right. God bless you, you too, uh, Pastor Joe. You can uh, join us on Discord. These conversations happen. We can uh, take telephone calls, if you will, here on the show. So everybody's welcome to join there. It is in the chat, and you can also find it on the website. Well, it's time for us to wrap it up. We're going to go to the uh, post-show net where Sidecar Steve will host it. I think I might sneak in. My wife is watching the Emmys right now, so I may just sneak in with you. If I can hear you, I might come over. (laughs) So anyway, uh, look uh, look and listen on 14265. Sidecar is headed that way for the post-show portion of the net. 73 to you all. Take care of yourselves. Look after each other, if you will. And if you can, please try and stay above the noise. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Good night. 7-3, everyone. See you on HF. Get on the radio, you guys. Go get on the radio. Go get on the radio. Let's do ham radio. 7-3. Get her done. 7-3. Bye-bye. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.